You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink, and that's all I got now, don't you think? Hey, no, that's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. So the episode you're about to hear actually was recorded back in January. We're backlogged a little bit. And didn't get it out in January. We're putting it out now. So you hear some dates that are uh, a little past due, but it was a good time. Sit down, grab a drink, relax, and hold on. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stinger. Dwayne Bischoff. And we are the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And yes, this is the 24 side. And we got a special guest with us. Phil from Texas. Yeah, Phil's right, hanging Phil. around here a little bit. I don't know what his county number is. I was, that's what I was just going to say. What's I, wonder, your county number? I don't know what my county number we have to is. Look at it. We need to look it up. What's your county number? Who knows? Maybe they don't he's even do numbers. Of, Maybe it's all over. over. He was a 69. Does, do they do that in Texas? <laughs> that's true. And that's what my tags say on my car. <laughs> we'll just leave that alone. Yeah. Someone, someone goes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's everybody drinking tonight? Dwayne, I, I, don't, I don't know what the heck I had. I was. I'm, I said, I'm, you know, it's a good night if you don't know what you put in it. <laughs> well, I'm out of mixer at home. This was one I, on the on the way, and I was out of kind of a mixer, so I grabbed something. I'm not even sure what it was, but it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. I didn't care. It was just I, I wasn't. Putting it was Jeff- brown liquid. <laughs> yes, it, it, it had hundred proof. I saw that, and it was brown, and it wasn't Jefferson because I'm not wasting that. So I it, it went in, and here it is. So Jeff. Rest and nail, speak easy bourbon. Very good. I'm drinking some real high dollar bottled Miller Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Long necks. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking. I'm drinking extremely low price ten high and diet Pepsi. So I've got. I've, and it's good. <laughs> like Jeff, I've got the rusted nail, speak easy uh, bourbon in front of me. Did you know it's January? And it's you don't say it's dry January. Do you know that there's a movement out to make January a dry month where right. you don't drink alcohol? Ain't gonna happen. Didn't sign that petition. Yeah, neither did I. Nope. So it's it's actually a pretty big thing. No kidding. Uh, with the bourbon news, so uh, it has to do with people over consuming during sure. the holidays, make it a dry month. You know, then there's then you got these Karens out there. Sorry if anybody's named Karen uh, <laughs> listens to us. <laughs> That think you shouldn't drink anyway, and this month will straighten your body out. Well, if you've been drinking that hard, a month of uh, abstaining is not going to help you. Yeah, it's going to take you longer than a month. One month is just a good start. <laughs> I just say we do a dry January 1st and 2nd. You don't know, say you dry January. I think you, Phil's here still working on no-shave November. <laughs> yeah. hey, From I, three years ago. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, it's been a minute. I don't know if you guys noticed. I, I noticed this morning. I really like it. I saw like, it coming in this morning. It's a, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll that, see. I there like it so far. I actually came home and told Mary, I said, Jeff's growing a goatee. Yeah, the uh, goatee is. I think it's going to be a good look. I had one for well, a while. I, used to, I had yeah. a hard time. Well, I used to have one. I used to yeah, have one, yeah. and then... Uh, you know, I had one for years, actually. And, uh, yeah. and for some reason, I shaved it off. 
and then I grew the mustache back, and it came in white. And I said, that, that's, uh, that's exactly why I shaved mine. So I think uh, that's been a number of years ago, so it's going to come in white, I'm sure, and I'll just have to live with it. That's called now it's the wisdom. Yeah, it's called from, wisdom. Yeah, from the word, you have a little wisdom mm-hmm. on your chin now. That's what my. That's why I call mine the white part. So yeah, that is, so there's not a lot of it. <laughs> so Robin, Robin always liked that I had a mustache. When I had a mustache, she liked my mustache. She yeah, wasn't. We don't want to know. Jeff. So we happened to be standing in line for chicken dinners tonight, and they had up on the TV behind the bar. They were running an episode of Yellowstone, and we couldn't hear it, but it was when they were bringing John. Dutton out of the hospital and he was all had all the facial hair growth and stuff and they brought him home and like as soon as he got home he shaved his face and she said well I think he looked younger with the beard and I was like yeah uh-huh, there you go uh-huh, there I know go. what this is about <laughs> next week he's gonna have a hat on <laughs> leather jacket hat yeah I had one duster, of the guys walk duster, in today duster, a duster. A duster. I kid you not I had a guy walk in today that I was like I am not looking at what I'm looking at oh yeah have you seen the memes check out hat the I, sent one of them. I sent the ones out first year yeah, yeah, yeah. Second, second year I guess guy walked in even had the, the scar I'm like you have got to be kidding me I would like to know what the market research is on how many dusters and yeah. hats have been sold right. In the last year or two, I bet I bet hats is just through the roof because that's I bet an easy purchase. The, well, all so, the dusters, I bet it is. You think so, dusters? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, think, I don't know if we talked about this. Robin might have mentioned something one time when we were talking. And so we went out to see Mark in Salt Lake City. Went up to Park City, Utah. Yeah, and the hat shop that supplies the hats for the Yellowstone show <clears throat> is in Park City, Utah. And they have belts and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm, um, I mean. Oh yeah, high dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I looked, take a loan. I looked. At, I didn't buy nothing. Um, I mean, a, a leather belt. I mean, a belt. <laughs> yeah, a belt. It's right. a strip of freaking leather with holes punched in it and right. a buckle. And it was like two hundred and fifty dollars. Right. I'm like, but it was. Out of here. But it was but from house, that shop. It was from that shop. Well, that's, well, well, that's again, what, So if you go to Park City, number one, I right. mean, it's that's high, high end, right, all the way around in the first place. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, a, neat, it's a neat town. You know, we're here it's in not, s- <laughs> southeastern Indiana, and I, yeah. the guy walks. I'm like, one, he has a cowboy hat on, like which we don't see in Indiana, right? We very rarely, very rarely. And the how, and it's funny because it's like, like it's fallen, right? It's spreading. <laughs> it looks like a half cowboy sombrero, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a he's got his half cut vest on and and his little handkerchief cussed and he walks up and goes how you doing today sir I'm like wow <laughs> yeah. pause have you seen like, maybe he moved maybe here. he moved he, here. Might he moved may here. have he may have but i was not ready for that i I, <laughs> I we had a gentleman over christmas came in and bought uh an eight little youth atv for yeah. his first kid and uh walked in the door he and he had to have been from texas very polite very nice young man but he had the cowboy hat the cowboy boots he had the walk he, he had the sported top. it oh he 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 was rocking it boy and i mean very nice guy and yeah very polite i'm happy to have him he'd come back anytime i mean just very nice guy but i didn't ask him but he was from kentucky is where he was going back to yeah. but i'll guarantee you he came from the southwest somewhere so for years in town cowboy bill's hat shop boot shop oh was yeah in town. yeah so if you were in there, uh, there's pictures of him. He was actually a, uh, a rustler. I mean, rustler, that's what yeah. he did. Uh, there's pictures of him. and Yeah, I remember that. It's like he was the real McCoy. Yeah. 
Just couldn't I, sell enough I, hats and boots in town. Yeah, not, <laughs> not in Brookville. Maybe boots. You might get by with boots, but the hats just... You, yeah. you, what'd you buy? You bought boots there? Uh, <coughs> I think I did get a pair of boots And there. we got your lasso there. Yeah, and a lasso. Yeah, that so was Phil, right, right when I came back from my trip from Montana. You up some yeah, so actually, he went to Montana <laughs> on a 4-H exchange trip. Oh, came yeah. back. He goes, I need a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> so this is no lie. He takes oh. that lasso. <laughs> no kidding. Awesome. 55 gallon drums. Hey, that's that's great stuff. Though. Uh, I'm that like, that cool. can't be that hard. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not even anywhere close to it. <laughs> oh. Came back with my cowboy hat, too. Well, that's what Jeff was talking about that, how expensive some of that stuff is. Oh, wow. And that's oh, what, when yeah. I bought my cowboy hat, so I mean, I bought it. What I mean, I would say a cheap cowboy hat, but Stetson or something, eighty-five dollars, yeah. and that's like a straw hat that has you know, right? It's not a tractor supply cowboy hat. No, yeah, it, was it wasn't one, one of them convenience store Kenny Chesney ones, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, really, that's the the cheap end of a cowboy hat. You know, eighty-five dollars, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then up. Wow. Yeah, two three hundred dollars isn't a no. Question. That's not nothing, and that, I mean, like I said, that was just a straw hat, and you can get into palm leaf hats and yeah. felt hats and <clears throat> so I, when i played with the hollow and we toured around i had cowboy hats so i had a black one then i had a straw one for the summertime like you had yeah and uh i loved that thing yeah. we opened up for uh ricky lynn greg and somebody else up in piqua or high or something big outside concert and i mean that's people we're up on stage and people are right there and i kind of lean down as i'm playing my guitar some girl took my hat. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I want that back. That got a little awkward, didn't it? Well, I never got the hat back. Uh-oh. Oh, so speaking of Yellowstone, is everybody? Is anybody watching it? I do. Got up. It just no. finished, yeah, it just finished it another just, season. It just it, finished a season, yeah. This uh, is how far behind I am. I, I haven't caught up on Oak Island yet, yeah. so I've just been busy. I come home oh and I'm... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm beat. You know. I can't. Dwayne doesn't watch it, and I I haven't watched an episode yet. And I the saw it, Yeah, I saw they were there was some channel that was going to play it from beginning to end, and I thought about going there and hitting record. And I thought, no, I got you got to watch it just to watch. I've got them all on DVD because Paramount you. did replay them all. So oh, you got them all. I recorded them all. So. Yeah, all right. we have them well, all. That's the last the... season on DVD, and I'm telling you. Well, maybe I, if the weather turns bad enough and I can't get out and do anything, I'll borrow a couple DVDs. It, it took me the first three or four episodes to get, get me going. But. I've seen some of the previews of this 1883 yeah. Uh, series yeah. that follow that is like the. It looks pretty yeah, good. It's it's got some I'll tell you what, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was actually. I thought it was better than Yellowstone. To be quite honest with you, that's what from one of the previews I've seen of that. I think it's going to be a better. Well, show it's, a, it's a different. Set in a different genre, different yeah, age, yeah. time. Yeah, it's so, it's well, on, it's, it's almost prequels. set up like more of a it's western. The prequel, yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. Uh, you know, we've mentioned it before. Yellowstone's one of these shows. It's kind of pretty over the top. I yeah. think 1883. They can make that a lot more realistic sure. about yeah, life sure. at that time. So it's interesting. That's great. Good deal. Good deal. So. Dwayne, what you got for us here, buddy? Well, I to, this morning coming home from Old Man's Breakfast, I was listening to Gary Jeff Walker on 700 WLW and. Uh, Every it seems like right when we're done with breakfast, by the time I get in my truck heading home, I can't remember the guy, the science guy. What's the science guy that always calls in? You're about to try. Anyway, he's coming on every week and he gives some interesting information. And this morning's information was, I heard it and I went, oh my god, that is the coolest thing in the world. And I'm not going to say that one now, so we're going to start back. But today I was home working in the shop and I was sitting there thinking, and we were trying to think of a second second podcast topic. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go look up and 
find things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. So I went and got on the computer, and you got to be cautious when you search for uh, certain <laughs> topics, what comes up. Things yeah. that make you go, hmm. No, I, put, I didn't put that in. I put um, strange and amazing things. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, that, yeah some different you didn't things. You use behavior no, I didn't do that. But that was enough. So you was Dodie looking over your shoulder while this was going no, on? No, she was in the other room. I waited till I found what I needed, and then I called her in. So, so, I'm not sure how to take that. It took me four hours. It was three, Ruben. It was three. So anyway, we're going to start with the first one, and we'll start with some milder ones and work our way up to the, the one that really got me, piqued my interest this morning. So uh, the first one is we all drive fast or have driven fast and jeff and reuben you know that with uh the story of the light i yeah. remember the story of the motorcycle and yeah. tail lights taped up so how fast was the first speeding ticket for and before you answer i'm gonna give you a hint the driver was going four times the speed limit i'm gonna guess 15 miles per hour the first speeding ticket. first speeding ticket he was going four times the legal speed limit yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say is it miles per hour? Did yeah, it miles, per it hour. miles per hour. Yes, miles per hour. I just I, I was thinking maybe it was like horse trots or something. No, <laughs> no it's hands per minute. It's actually in miles <laughs> yeah. per hour. Okay, uh, so we got fifteen. Uh, I'll go twenty. Twenty. I'm gonna say like God, it's gotta be low. I'm gonna say like eighteen. Phil, you might as well get a so, guess in, too. So I'm thinking it's going to actually be higher because to actually shoot a speed limit, you're going to need a radar gun. Right? No, this no, is no, way no, before way, the Very way first before. speeding oh, ticket. Yeah, so how are they handing this out? Catching up next to them? I don't know. It's, I, they, I might, go with, I might count, go with 20 then they count as well. Go, you count goats. How fast you pass the goats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we got, what was yours, Alan? 15. 15. So 15 to 20. Yeah. yeah. The 20. actual speed limit was 8 miles per hour. <laughs> wow. It was Walter Arnold of the English village of Paddock Wood, Kent, on Janu- it- January 28, 1896. <laughs> Arnold was spotted going four times the speed limit in his 19th century bends. The constable had to chase him down on his bicycle, <laughs> issuing him a ticket for four Four pounds seven. I don't, four, I don't know what that is. Four seven and earn, earning Arnold the speedy distinction of the oh, wow. first yeah. match. So I think I, I had heard someplace where the speed limit in some places was two miles per hour. Well, that was it. Time. So he was four times yeah. the speed limit. So, yeah. but that's what you you bring that up. How did they know how fast right. he was going? I mean, dude's on a bicycle. Counting counting seconds after he passed the fence post. I guess. I guess a bit. Chasing the Benz. Chasing the Benz. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's pretty. That was that was the first one. So and we'll move on. So now the new car smell. Now think about that one. Now I've only had two two new cars in my life, and they were both for work. So they weren't for pleasure. They were for work. Um, and we all enjoy the new car smell. But do you know why that smell is so satisfying? Any I guess is it, this is a psychological question. It is really yes. Yeah, mm. I don't do psychology well. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. Okay. It's a combination of 50 chemicals that mix and are degrading that causes that smell that you enjoy. And some of the uh, VOCs in that that make up the new car smell are nail polish, auto fuel, and petroleum. So what you, so what you, 
So what you're enjoying probably isn't it's very not good. Good for you. Probably isn't well, very good for since you. Since he said VOC, you right. know it's not you know good it's for not you. You know it's not to measure it. <laughs> oh, when it's VOC, that's the best stuff for you. Man. You, you talk to the plumbers about VOC. Yeah. <laughs> don't they? Don't they make that smell like you can like spray it in your car? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They, buy it. Yeah, yeah, you can buy the detailers yeah. now when they'll detail in cars to make yeah, them yeah. to make them smell good again, or when they're reselling them, you can buy that smell, smell now. Yeah. Make All right. It, make it look and smell new. So we're going to jump way, way back in time. And uh, and this is way back, way before uh, back when Arnold got his speeding ticket. And do you know why we get goosebumps? Goosebumps. Well, Phil thinks he knows, so we don't want to know his. What? I, think, I think so. Okay, well, go ahead, Ruben. You go first. Why do you think we get goosebumps? I think the your... You get goose goosebumps because the your capillaries and your skin changes temperature really quick. Okay, Alan, you got a guess or Jeff? Well, I get goosebumps when my wife walks by without yeah. many clothes oh, on. Well, that's that true. Is oh God! <laughs> well, I need a bucket. Good answer, Alan. <laughs> Good answer, Alan. Where's that second ice bucket, Ruby? <laughs> Phil just threw up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> and my, Mary wants to crawl under the table. Jeff, what do you think? Again, sounds like another psychological question. No, it's actually, this is a very... A physiological Physiological, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't know. It's I a, think it's... I, it's, I, it's can a, I take it's, my stab? Go ahead, ahead Phil. Go for it, Phil. So, so back in the day, our, our ancestors used to have a lot more hair than we did raises for the same reason it does on cats and bears makes you look bigger when you're showing aggression and showing off the females that's true we right we inherited the ability from our ancestors in part as a way for our then hey that's that that couple years of purdue did good for you bro yeah yeah he was actually awake one day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah george a Bubenick, as a physiologist and professor of zoology at the University of Guelph in Ontario, Canada, explained that a Scientific American, it also caused our ancestors to appear bigger than they were and to help off ward off predators so, when they so were frightened. Barry's so a, so maybe, a predator? No, no. So, so maybe Bigfoot's not as big as you think he is. That's true. That could be. Oh, could be. Could be real skinny. When we see him, he just puffs yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, maybe so. like Reuben size. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you what, those hairs on top are pretty they long. They don't make him get that tall. There's no way he's getting that tall. <laughs> I mean, his hair on his head have to be five feet. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> well, it could be like part Chewbacca. Part Chewbacca, yeah. All right. All right, we're going to move on. Number four. The hottest spot on the planet is, and no Alan. No I'm glad Alan. you went to the planet. <laughs> Well, worried. I was going to say, no, Alan, really it's not the three-foot radius around you. It's the hottest spot on the planet. So where is the hottest spot on the planet? Probably ain't going to guess this one. It was just interesting. Well, I mean, would it be a volcano somewhere? No, not counting volcanoes. Not counting uh, volcanoes. Where people reside. Okay. Because, yeah, a volcano would be the hottest spot. Oh, it would probably be the highest population. Wouldn't it be during a certain time? I'm going to say, no. say, say, say the equator. Friction say rubbing all together? <laughs> <laughs> wrong website. You know what? That's I'm, a good scientific <laughs> thought, though. Phil, you got us going all the wrong direction here. I'm well, over here talking about where where everyone's living together. So what do you think? is friction causing friction. all that heat? I'm going to say somewhere in, in India, like Bangladesh. Okay. I'm going to go with Death Valley. Okay. That's very... Fr- 
Well, we were there in the winter yeah, time. I would say they're the Mojave. It's a dry heat. It's a dry, it's a dry, it's a dry heat. heat. <laughs> Doesn't Alan, mean it's not hot. Gotta I guess. don't know. Ecuador. All right. No, it's Libya. Libya and El Aziza. Azizia in Libya. It was recorded well, no temperature. Those guys are mad all the time. I know. <laughs> right. 136 degrees Fahrenheit. Libya. In September yeah. 13th, 1922. <laughs> and it's gotten cooler since then. So well, it's climate change. No, it's gotten cooler. So it's climate cooling. So. All right. So that's like the record high anywhere? That's, that's the right? record recorded wow. high on Earth. And they said there's. What year was it? 1922. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, to, to stand in recorded history for 100 years now, wow. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. So it does dispel some uh, statements that we're actually warming. I still like the, the scientific <laughs> Where they're rubbing together. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody rubbing together. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, is your one-stop shop for all your alcohol needs. They've got wines, they've got seltzers, they've got beers, they've got vodka. Any spirit you could think of, they've got it. You want some Jim Beam? They've got it. You want some hard truth out of Nashville, Indiana? They've got it. Or maybe you're looking for some Michters? They've got it. Or maybe you're just a bush-like guy. Guess what? They've got it. They run specials every week. They do tastings. Wines, beers, seltzers. Did you say you're interested in barrel picks? They've got the biggest selection of barrel picks around. Barrels they've hand-selected themselves to share with you. Their newest one is the 1792 Single Barrel Select Pick. Especially for Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. Get it what's still there. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sent you. But wait, there's more. That's right, on April 8th, mark your calendar, Cross the Line 1524 will be at Batesville Liquor Co. doing a podcast while the one and only Wild Man Walker does a book signing as well. So we'll have Wild Man Walker on the podcast those of you from the tri-state era remember that he camped out on a billboard in 1990 until the Bengals won a game he wasn't up there just one weekend he wasn't up there two wasn't up there three it was up there a few weekends so come on out see wild man walker see the cross the line 1524 crew and there'll be a tasting going on as well it all happens at batesville liquor co batesville indiana Gilman Home Centers with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. And you know what? It's time for your lawn and garden needs, and they've got it. Be the envy of your own neighborhood. They've got seeds. they got plants. They have fertilizer and potting soils. Everything to get your garden started. Tool rails? Do you need a tiller? Or a mini excavator, maybe, depending on how big you're doing. They've got them. Check out Gilman Home Center's tool rental section. Last but not least, it's that time of year to start fishing. Then check out their fishing supplies and get your fishing license. All at Gilman Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Check them out at gilmanhomecenters.com for the nearest location to you. 
Looking for a Hyson side-by-side or ATV? How about a youth model Tau-Tau quad or dirt bike? Stop by Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com for the latest inventory. We are the Tri-State's largest Hyson and Tau-Tau sales and service center with a large selection in stock all the time. Don't shop the other guys who just want you to leave a deposit and maybe you'll get a side-by-side sometime this year. We've got plenty in stock all the time. Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. Okay, all right. Why does air... This this one was very interesting because I, I read the title and I thought, what in the heck? So, why does airplane food taste so bad? And it's expensive on Allegiant, too, we know, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> How much was it? $2 for a bottle of water? No, $3. $3 for a bottle of water. Cash or ch- credit card Credit only. card only. Jesus. So anyway, so this is a serious one. So why does airplane food taste so bad? Can I go first on this one? No, you've been to college. You got all this. He's got all the degrees. See, this over is here. ridiculous. You've only been around for twenty years, but you know all the answers. <laughs> I tell you, you're what, like my son. This random, random. I'm a. I told him to create a podcast. Al- they are not allowed to season or add flavoring to the foods because of uh, people's allergies or conditions. False. Really? wrong. I think it's going to have something to do with the altitude. It's, That's it, what I'm going to think, it, too. It changes. Can it I changes. Go, go ahead. Give the answer. I, I think it's probably the recycled air because a large percentage of your taste comes from smell because the recycled air affects how food tastes. All right. It's a combination of both your answers. That is the right answer, but it's a combination. It said, it might explain why airplane food gets such a bad reputation. The elevation in the airplane can have a detrimental mm-hmm. effect on your ability to taste things. Uh, some Germany's Fraunhofer Institute for Building and Physics. The dryness experienced at high elevation as well as low pressure reduces the sensitivity of a person's taste buds to sweet and salty foods by 30%. Add the dry air, and that affects our ability to smell, which is also our ability to taste. So there you go. Jeff, you um, that that couple years yeah. ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alan, yeah. that one semester. One sure. semester to get it. Ruben, yeah, we're out. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what was your answer for that one? Oh, I they said, didn't see how to season things and because that, of people. That's buffets. I'd say, <laughs> well, no, but I'd sorry. say, I'd say probably that is part. Probably well, part you of can't it. buy any food on a plane now. No, all no. you can get is prepackaged stuff. Right. But we do know that is buffet. You're not allowed to season. Food well, we can't afford buffet. to sit in the section that gets cooked yeah, food either. Look, right, all, so. all I'm saying is, if you can't appreciate a, a Seagram's ginger ale and some prepackaged pretzels, you're just you're flying <laughs> the wrong way. I don't know. That's all you really need. Oh, all right. Well, this one we already know, and uh, but it was interesting that what I read it is, and, and it's from all of our bourbon tasting, and this comes from the research founded by the Stephen Fonte uh, Research Institute, Limestone Branch, and no, I made that up, but <laughs> your nostrils work one at a time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, yep. we knew that. We, we, we knew that's we learned tasting that. Yeah. We learned this that, year. yeah. But it said when you breathe in and out your nose during the day, one nostril does most of the work at a time with the duty switching every several hours. It's called wow. a nasal cycle. Huh. I didn't know that. And it says uh, it's dictated by the same autom- autonomic nervous system that regulates the heart rate, digestion, and other unsuspicious bodily functions. They didn't go into what that meant, but <laughs> I think that's like, like your, your heartbeat and like yeah. sweating, yeah, your heartbeat, yeah. eye blinking eyes. But it says is the reason why when your nose gets stuffed up, it only does one side at a, at a time. So there you go. Interesting. All right, hmm. moving on. So first, 
first. Things that make you go. Things. Mm. We need to take a break. Mm. Yes, we do. Mine's getting low. Because mine's getting low. Me too. Your your light's low. Yeah. How's your speakeasy bourbon doing? His light's I'm doing light. okay, but <laughs> my light's getting light. a little topping off. All right, so we got some sponsors. We got to make sure we thank them. And when we come back, more things that make you go, hmm. hmm. Are you looking for a fun event for a fundraiser, private party, or bar and restaurant social? Then head on over to letsdoatasting.com. Certified bourbon stewards from the Stave and Thief Society help lead whiskey and bourbon tastings for your event. Your guests will learn the proper tasting techniques and how to identify flavors in the bourbon. They'll hear about the history of the bourbon and the distilleries that the tastings are coming from. It's a fun and interactive tasting event. You can find them at letsdoatasting.com or on Facebook at Let's Do a Tasting. Get a group together. And let's do a tasting. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be, all natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG free and most flavors are gluten free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket, not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. Welcome back to Cross the Line 1524. And this episode's things that make you go hmm. So what you got there, Dwayne? Some right. more hmm. I got this one. This one was kind of. Oh, we heard the sound of a a Miller latte. A Miller latte. It's, it's Bush lattes. I don't think Millers are lattes. I've been waiting for like two or three minutes. So right when we started, you were just waiting for that. It wasn't the same as Alan's whiskey pop the other day when we pulled the bottle. Yeah, I've seen the. I've seen the. Bush commercials, yeah, and that didn't have quite the same sound. It didn't. Oh, it didn't have the yeah. replay. Is <laughs> that the chorus? <laughs> oh, no, that's Bush. Bush. Yeah, it is Bush. Bush. Yeah, it's, it's Bush. Bush. All right. <laughs> so the next thing that makes you go hmm, mm. and it's uh, and this could be right. And people say this sometimes when when a lady is pregnant, they say they're glowing. So 
actually the human body body literally glows. So well, you have obviously seen me sunburnt. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I tell you what. Yes, we have, and it's not a good sight. <laughs> oh, but anyway, it might be hard to see with the naked eye, but everyone you pass every day is literally glowing. So the human body emits a small quantity of light. It's visible uh, with technical infrared. Technical infrared, yeah. Right. The illumination is about one thousand times less intense than the level of light that we'd be able to, we would be able to see. But researchers in Japan developed a special camera to measure this glow, and you peak. Hey, what? Well, there you go. What time do you think your 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 glow peaks, Jeff? <laughs> What time or event? What? <laughs> when, when do you hit your peak? When do you peak? When you peak it, Jeff? When do you peak, Jeff? Oh man! Not even. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The lowest level. When does your lowest level? When's your lowest level of light? I'm sorry. The lowest level. Of and we'll light. get we'll get to your highest. I would probably say I don't know. Right before I fall asleep. No, no. Yeah. We'll go around. I think it's probably going to be just before the sun comes up. Lowest level, lowest of level of light. I, I, I would have to say just before you wake up, Alan. Yeah, that's what I'd say too. You're close. Yeah. Well, depend, well, Alan, no, because you wake up at like three in the morning. I, I think. <laughs> but uh, this is Mary's time. It's ten a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why she's that's, hey, Alan. That's why she's glowing. That's she's why she's glowing. She's glowing. She gets up when she gets up at 10. This week, she had to go back to work like the rest of us slaves, so she wasn't glowing as much. She definitely wasn't going when she got home. Oh, So Margie doesn't peak at 6 or 7, right? She's oh, okay. wait a minute. I had that backwards. That's your lowest level. So Mary, That's your lowest, getting, lowest. Yeah, your lowest. When you're getting up at 10, you're not low. You're not glowing. So when's your highest glowing? Which this, to me, was, should highest. be backwards. The highest. I think it's it's going to be in the afternoon. In the afternoon. I feel like it's probably got something to do with radiation from the sun. And I, I think it has to do with your body energy as well. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't it doesn't say that about it, but the highest peak is around 4 o'clock, and it says it has yeah. to do with your metabolism. But Yeah, which is your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. So all anyway. the fat people are really dim around. F- it's after you <laughs> ate lunch and got your afternoon <laughs> snack. Yeah, they're about uh, real dim at four o'clock. Me and Ruby are putting some light <laughs> on. Right there, brother. <laughs> put some light out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's one that this one is very interesting, and this is interesting to me because I have a customer that developed a product similar to what this is related to. So, do you know why are copper door doorknobs better than any other type of material? As far, yeah, I not think just so. structure, but why are copper doorknobs better? Because copper has an automatic germ deficiency. In yeah, they they are anti, they, it's they, antibacterial. antibacterial. Yeah. Everybody's Absolutely. agreeing. That's yep. right. Copper and its alloys, such as brass, has long been popular yep. materials for manufacturing doorknobs. And turns out, it's not just because the metal hue makes it look nice. The material has been found to kill bacteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Studies uh, National College from Kat- Kathmandu in Nepal. The metal ions denature protein in the target cells by binding to reactive groups. That's too much technical. Anyway. So if we all wore copper necklaces, we could be so, away from COVID? Well, a custom, yeah. customer of mine is working on, and I think he's he was working with, it's been a year or two ago, he was working with the FDA to patent a coating for hospital beds, uh-huh. and they were going to coat the railings and everything with this liquid copper, and he got the 
the rights to use the liquid copper from the guy who owned Interesting. it. Interesting. Because huh. the guy who owned it was an artist. Yeah. My customer was an artist also. He used to restore churches and cathedral, big ceilings. Anyway, long story short, he got that. Cool. But so that's what a, it was. They got a lot of stuff, clothing and, and braces and stuff now. That yeah. yeah. Copper. So, and and that's why. Right. That's not so much for the antibacterial, but hey, Dr. Fauci, how about we. <laughs> Copper conductivity, right? Conductivity. The, 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 the mask that copper. everybody's going to be wearing for Jeff, this. Jeff, that night. was my. That's what's coming out. So I, that's, I haven't got it patented yet. <laughs> oh, so tying, I, got, tying <laughs> I got copper wire in my masks. So tying copper back into one of our favorite topics, alcohol and bourbon. That's, that's why it's right. Uh, most columns, most stills have copper in them, right? Because uh, uh, you know you have the va- vapors that run through the copper, mm-hmm. and it sanitizes the, as the vapors go through, so you have a more pure product come out right. on the other end. Copper, copper and still. I learned from someone told me if you ha- happen to have a still, you have to have copper, like a steel wool type in it finish cleaning it better you got to be cautious what you copper find still it has to be pure copper steel wool, which is okay. hard to find so if you have a reflux still you pack the column with uh copper mesh copper scrubbers yep. copper scrubbers so somebody got some that weren't real copper they were copper coated oh yeah, you that, can't use that, that alcohol vapor uh, alcohol steam will take that copper coating off oh so, so learn, not that i know so anything someone that you know so i read about that stuff. we read yeah, about it read about we read about, about it that. all right was that in like Maple Journal? <laughs> <laughs> the abridged version or something. All right. The person who invented cotton candy is from what profession? This should kind of be a giveaway. I would have to say the carnival, but no, <laughs> no. I'd say the sugar industry. No. Any other guesses there, Phil and Alan? I'm probably saying a baker. No. Got me. It was a dentist. <laughs> really? A William Morrison had a did they wonder did William Morrison have an ulterior motive when he invented the yeah. soft convection? Up his patient count. Yeah. 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 The dentist he uh, helped ensure others in his profession continued drawing in plenty of customers. In eighteen ninety seven he partnered with the candy maker John C. Wharton to develop the cotton candy machine, which at the time was known as Fairy Floss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's bring, been bringing cavities ever since. Fairy so there you, floss. So there you got a dentist that's created his own. That's kind of like we were talking about the Norton antivirus, create a virus to create yeah. a product. Uh, anyway, Alan, we're gonna we're gonna jump into your line. This is your we, genre. I, your genre. I would Uh-oh. expect you to maybe know this one. Okay. What musical group? And Mary's listening. She hears. What musical group has the most number two hits without ever reaching number one? Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. <laughs> the Beach Boys. No, no. Beach Boys had plenty of number ones. Uh, you might be surprised, but they ain't mm. Beach Boys. Uh, Closer and almost in that same era, probably. Time frame. I'm not very good with. Can, can we get Rolling like a, Stones a genre? I know it's not rock, Stones. Rock. Well, rock. Yeah. it's not Rolling Stones. No, no. 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 They had no. a lot of rubber ones. Mary just gave you a scorn. I know. <laughs> I know. That was a. That was a. If looks could same kill, time. you're dead, Ruben. Same, same Who would you think, Marge? It's not Beach Boys. Jan and Dean. A little water. 
Little Water. Credence Clearwater Revival. Revival. Yeah, CCR. Yeah, yeah CCR between good. March 1969 and October good 1970. Band. What a great band. Yeah, oh yeah, the band scored five number two singles on the Billboard Top 100. Can anybody name any of pre- uh, the uh, CCR's hits? Number Bad two. Moon Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Uh-oh, look at that. Uh-oh. Alan's cranking up. He's uh, pulling the mouse. <laughs> yeah. Proud so, Mary. Uh, yeah, Proud Mary. Who Stopped the Rain? Who Stopped the Rain, yeah. No, that no, wasn't one wasn't. of them. Looking Out My Back Door? No. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Yep. Got Proud Mary. Green Bad, River. Green River. Yeah. That's Bad right. Moon Rising, Traveling Band, and Looking Out My Back Door. There you go. Mm-hmm. But never saw one get to number one, well, and that was kind of surprising because you hear them songs, and every one. I mean, you, uh, yeah. I mean, well, Proud Mary so what, was a remake. It yeah, was an Ike and Tina Turner. What were the other songs at the time yeah, that no, were taking the number one? You got us. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had I tell you, serious competition. Serious yeah. competition back then. One of yeah, the great movies true. ever, American Werewolf in London. I feel Bad Moon Rising. That's one of the best movie scenes you ever yeah. seen. When he's turning into a wolf, they're CCR playing that at the same time. That's great. All right. So, if you have a, a simple task that you're trying to do, what is one thing you can do to help boost your concentration? No chemical. Well, I say no chemical. Nothing to enhance. It doesn't. It doesn't have. It, it isn't chew gum. Isn't uh, so, yeah. Isn't pop it or anything. <laughs> we got chewing gum. If there's one thing you need to to focus your energy, boost your, or, or boost your, your concentration. To boost your concentration on what it is, music. Music, shot of bourbon. Shot of, <laughs> Alan, we've seen what shots of bourbon does to your concentration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going with a shot of bourbon because I think I do better with bourbon. You just don't care anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alan might be one thing, but <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil from Texas is right on that one again. Chewing gum. No a, kidding. A 2013 study in the British Journal of Physiology found that those subjects who chewed gum while taking part in a memory challenge were able to stay focused longer periods than those who did not chew gum. And I guess that it cuz it I guess it maybe it takes your mind it's kinetic energy. Well, it it's makes you it your body's doing You're that. You're subconsciously doing something else. Yeah, so already. it frees up your mind to think. It's sort of like you're subconsciously not talking into the microphone. Well, you know, I've, I keep adjusting it, and I think someone keeps adjusting the volume. That's all so I'll say does. about that. It wouldn't be those empty bottles in front of you, would it? No, no, it couldn't be that. Doesn't do that. I know uh, I got turned down because before I was back here, and yeah. I could hear myself. Yeah, nah, yeah. Okay, you got to get up on you, it. When okay. you got up on it, it was blasted. You, that might have been because I was drinking. And you're on your third one, so it, your your uh, tone is changing. <laughs> and there was this dangerous Long Island over oh, here. Oh, we I forgot don't know about who that. Who shook that up? Yeah. All right. We're moving on. Uh, there was a pharaoh. This is kind of interesting for me, Jeff, and uh, and uh, no. Reuben. A pharaoh once lathered his slaves in honey keep to, to keep the bugs away from him. Tutankhamun. No, no. You'll. I'll never guess. That. I never heard the name until I read this. Yeah, but I just a, picked the most famous one. That's I thought, I, man, uh, you, you know, you've got some power when you can t- say, "Hey, Phil." Cover your body in honey so that the bugs don't bother me. But that's what this dude did. So, so, so to keep the flies away, he put them on everybody else, right? And just one. He would make one of his slaves, the pharaoh. No kidding. The word pharaoh means great house, as yep. in the house of God. And in fact, King Pepe II, Pepe, yeah. who supposedly ruled for 90 years, thought so highly of himself that when he was bothered by bugs, he would command that one of his slaves be covered in honey to lure the flies away from himself. You, can you imagine your job? What's your job today? 
Oh, I'm the fly guy. <laughs> you know what's you know what's really bad is he probably could have just covered anything in honey and it would have kept the bugs away from him. Right, right. But it's just, more it's more uh, purposeful when that person can follow you around to keep them. I guess that's you true. know if you put it on a statue, you'd have to carry the statue. See, somebody whatever, had so. to weigh the f- big ostrich feather over him and keep it cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that guy could just that, have been multi-purpose. Both, multi-purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Could you apply for that job? <laughs> I don't think there was. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there was an application. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was quite Excuse the application. Me, Burrow, part. I, I think like, you're hiding in the back. I like to apply for the the, the fan waving and mug job. <laughs> I think that was probably two separate people. The fan waving dude probably was not covered in honey because then the bugs would be close. All can, right. Can you imagine failing at a job off of the set? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since. <laughs> I can't sit next to Phil, man. This yeah, is a problem. Bad influence. It's a problem. All right. We've all been on those long road trips. So, and where you have to, you know, you, the next exit, you just got to you just got to wait, you know. So, what is the longest <laughs> distance between exits? No, the longest time someone or some animal How in the hell you measure that? Can between hold, This is pass? documented. Can hold their pee. This is an animal or a person. I'll give you a hint. It's not a person. So, because there's no an way an animal person. can hold their pee. Well, animal or reptile. I would say. Or reptile. Do we have to say animal or and reptile. reptile? We'll put reptile, reptile in there. Sorry. All right. How long do you think? It's got to be days. God, yeah. It's probably an alligator. No, no, it's no. Like this is like weeks. this is like five months. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. This is a hibernation like, deal or uh, whatever. Oh yeah. You're do. right. You're right. You're right. It's yeah. eight months. Yeah. It's what is it, a toad? It's a wood. The wood frog can hold yeah. its pee for eight months. Toad. And it's, talk about having to go. Wood frogs in Alaska have been known to hold their urine for up to eight months. Well, they're hibernating. Sticking it out through the region's long winters before relieving and the Why temperatures can't they just pee increase. In the dirt? I mean, they're already there. Well, they can't. Well, they actually. They, they Freeze their Peter, Rube. <laughs> 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 but actually, all right. This, uh, this was this was a, the intellectual they're, show. They're this was frog the thing. <laughs> they lose their frog thing. There's a frog thing. It's too cold. Freeze that sucker off, it's man. Too cold to get it. They lose their tadpole. Nobody so wants actually, to piss ice shards. Yeah, but actually, it helps keep the animal alive because while it hibernates, they have special microbes in their gut that recycle the re- urea. That turn, which is the waste in your urine, which turns it into nitrogen. And that helps keep the frog alive. So that's, right. okay. we, that's enough about frog pee. So that's enough about frog pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one here. I we, that was pretty good. Everybody. Get, in, let's, let's get one with some meat to it. With some meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one man. Oh, who God. Edit this thing. Yeah, this is going to be. This and is the, the drinks uh, keep flowing. All right, so we all have children in this room. So how yeah. many how yeah. many questions does the average child ask in a day? And oh. I think this is way. It depends I, on the age. Uh, very young youth. It didn't say an age, but it said average child. And I think this number's way high because I've had two kids. They didn't ask this many. My wife's going, yes, they did. So how many ki- questions do you think a kid asks in a day? I'm gonna guess a couple hundred. Yeah, I would say a couple hundred. Yeah. So I'm going to say 125. It was 300. I was wow. going to say, is this a Jeopardy game? Yeah. This is yeah. So what do you think the hardest question to answer is? Who's my mommy? <laughs> oh, come on now. Where do babies where do come they, from? Where do babies come from? Yeah. No. 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 
Got any guesses? Anybody guesses? Are we there yet? <laughs> We're why? not traveling. Why? why? Well, it's it has why. It's why is water wet and what are shadows made of? Which I that's I rem- a good question, and that's I actually question. do remember the kids yeah. asking about yeah. shadows when yeah. they were little, you know, and you explain it to them, and then you play the games with it. But anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Yeah, just stop, Ruben. <laughs> uh, Abraham Lincoln. This is it. Might be interesting for you and uh, Jeff and uh, Ruben. Abraham's Lincoln left his post at Ford's Theater. What did he go to do? Why did he leave his post? <laughs> no, he didn't go to go pee. He wasn't holding no. it for eight months. That Abraham Lincoln. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln or left. his guard. He w- huh? It's his, his guard. guard. No, his bodyguard. His bodyguard. He uh, had a bodyguard. Yeah, you said the Abraham theater. Lincoln. Oh. Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard. You forgot that part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've had some bourbon, too. Abraham Lincoln's bodyguard like, left his post at the Ford Theater. Where did he go? Go get popcorn. No. Ah. <sighs> He didn't pay attention that day, did you? No, he left his post to go to the restroom. No, I had to pee that day. He left his post so John Wilkes Booth could shoot. Oh, that's right. He was was part of that. But what did he go do? That's the question. I didn't know this. I mean, this was it. I I didn't know. Jeff, you got a guess? Oh, he went to open the back door. I don't know. No. He went next door to get a drink. (laughs) (laughs) So we all could have been Mike. Yes. Wow. No, he went. uh, Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed by John Wilkes Booth while watching at the watching at Ford's Theater in Washington on April 14, 1865. But what you didn't know is John Frederick Parker was with him that night, and according to Smithsonian Magazine, Parker was a police officer with a less-than-stellar reputation, and after arriving three hours late for his shift, he left his post to go next door to the Star Saloon and get a drink. It was during that time that Booth entered the box and shot Lincoln. I'm pretty sure I saw something on the History Channel about they thought... He was in. I mean, he was. Well, well, that would be yeah. a good excuse. I, I think yeah. there's a lot of conspiracies around. But three hours, particular. If he was three hours late, the show would be over with. About that. Well, but when thing. when was Ford there? I mean, it wasn't yeah. in our time period yeah. where you weren't. We weren't on solid schedules. You know, right. it's kind of like yeah, and show up. So, but so anyway, the, the other thing you need to know about John Wilkes Booth, he was a very he was quite famous actor. And yes, he, he was. He acted in Fort yeah. Theater. So right. he was a very normal character to in, be there in the theater. In fact, people. Right. And he knew his way around the theater very well. Right. So mm-hmm. he came in, and when people saw him, they, think they thought, of it. They thought right. absolutely part of the show. nothing of it. Right. That's right. So, um, yeah, so there's been a lot of conspiracies. I mean, it even goes to, you know, his escape and. And was he even killed? They, you know, that's the yeah, other rumor. He, he survived the yeah. burn bar, barn burning, and that wasn't really what, him in the right, barn yeah. that burned. What did he yell on stage after he shot him? I don't know. You don't remember? No, I don't. Six separate tyrannists. What? Six separate tyrannists. Explain. That's always the tyrants. It's, it's Yeah, death to the tyrants. Death to the tyrants. That's what he yelled out. This is such a knowledgeable podcast. Yeah. I did this reader book. It's yeah, a great yeah. book. You should read yeah, it. Yeah. That. It's it's uh it's a, actually a very large group of people that organized that. It's pretty huge. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Who make and you guys have all been saving your pennies now, so you might have a shot at this one. Who makes the most expensive car in the world? Right now, today, this is period. Whoever. Who what was the most expensive car in the world? I about died. I ever? Yeah, ever. Mm. This was way higher than I thought it should be. I'll give you that much. 
the most expensive yeah. car. Who, in and the who world. made it? Can you give us a decade, a year? Uh, they didn't give a year. Is on this it. a production car? No. It's a one off. I'll give you that much. It's a one off. I'm going to say it's a high speed record car then. No. That doesn't Oh, it's probably Elon Musk when he launched into space. No, a car. A car. He launched a car into space. Well, well, there's a car that, inside He put it in a okay. spaceship. Yeah, no, okay. not, that. not that. That was a, I think it was a Dodge Caravan or yeah. something. <laughs> it was convertible, it was, actually. It was some stupid car. Yeah, it, was it, a wasn't a, yeah. it wasn't a rare car. Uh, so, well, then I would say a Bugatti. If it's not a high-speed car... I no, would I, I I would have guessed this one as a name. It's Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. then you're into handmade. Luxury. I was thinking very Maybach. I was thinking Maybach, but, but it was thirteen million dollars for this car, and it's you can't buy it though. It's a one-off, custom build from the ground up for the buyer specifications. That's so like who, who was, was the, the buyer? buyer? They didn't announce it. So I'm not sure. So I'm sure it was finishes and touches and stuff more so yeah, than it was right all gold technology. Yeah, uh, it's probably price, both. Probably some sheet somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure there's probably a lot of gold in it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what. Like, have you seen the the new Bugattis that hold the speed oh, record? Yeah. No. Just the tires is like I think it's like sixty grand a pop. Yeah. On tires, like, probably like the king. Is that a Veyron? Is that that Veyron? Yeah, the yeah. Bugatti yeah. Veyron. Probably like yeah. the king of the has like a, it has a like yeah, a 326 probably. mile per hour top speed. Yeah. So you got more questions there? I've got more questions. We're, we'll get them right after this break from Cross the Line 1524. All right. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio every single hour? The same tune? What's well, time for something different? Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. We're still all scratching our heads. It's things that make you go, hmm. What you got for us, Dwayne? All right. What is the one thing in children's medicine you never thought you'd hear being? And this is through history. Heroin. Nope. What? Close. One thing in children's Children's medicine. Cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, I guess as Coca-Cola. close as you could get. No Bear used to sell heroin. Yeah, well, Coca-Cola used to have Coke yeah, in it. Coke so, yeah, yeah. No, it was morphine. Morphine. Um, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that seems reasonable. So they had Mrs. Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup. is the medicine that claimed it would soothe the child. It often softens the gum and kills all pain. Yep. Yeah, well, Perfect. you know what? Years ago, bourbon did the same thing. That's true. Got a Still does. A little bourbon enough. on Yeah, a little. Right. I mean, we did it with our kids. Take a yeah. little bourbon, rub it on their gums. Rub it on your gums. Yeah. yeah, and it was just enough that would it let them soothe their pain and let them right. go to sleep. All right. Uh, oh, here's This one is my favorite. Who invented the first iPhone? The first iPhone? The first iPhone. If you don't know this, you lose your iPhone. Well, it has to be Apple, right? Well, Apple and but and, uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. I'm thinking the other guy. It's probably Wozniak. yeah. 
yeah. Steve Wozniak. He was gone already. He was the he was right, Macintosh yeah. computer. All right. Everybody give me your iPhones. You lost. I'm going to say... <laughs> You're not going to get this. I'm going to say it's a it's a no-name engineer that I was at Apple. No, it was actually another company. I was shocked, too. When I, I read it, though, I first I thought of everybody on the other than myself who has an Android. Yeah. But who invented the first iPhone was Cisco. Cisco, uh, the first iPhone, the first mobile device to be called an iPhone was made by Cisco and not Apple. It allowed users to use the voice functions of Skype without a computer. Apple announced its own product 22 days later. So Cisco sued for trademark infringement. The lawsuit was settled, and the court said both companies could use it, and the rest is history. Yeah. So we know who won on that battle on Steve the, Jobs again. So it doesn't <laughs> particularly say that they were the same product, right. just yeah. the same name. Name, yeah. yeah. I didn't say it was the same product. I said who the, invented the first the for, iPhone. The, here he goes. Alan. Read the, the formerly yeah, known as the go. first iPhone is Android. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if we all gave up our iPhones, it, there wouldn't be a reasonably operational uh, phone system out there. Yeah. In the, in the, you, oh, to be out there as androids and those things. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have a smartphone. You just have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those back in the day. You know, you slide the keyboard out. It's got nine buttons on it. That's all you, you had really one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had one with a whole keyboard on it. Oh, I had it had yeah. both. You that could go either horrible. direction. Yeah. So for guys with big fat fingers, though, that thing was horrible. So speaking I mean, of that, you guys remember Blackberries? I love. I love yeah. those. I remember Phil, Phil. Phil, do you remember Blackberries? Oh yeah. yeah, he had like three. But he dropped one in a porter john once. They just. <laughs> <laughs> then it was a Alan brown berry. That's a blueberry. That that sounds like it might be a story in and of itself. But that's a whole podcast. That's the best phone in so the world. Just in the last week, Blackberry's done completely. Completely kaput. done. Yeah. Is it? Shut them down. Oh. Yeah, Blackberry and Sprint chirp was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Blackberry used Microsoft right. software to run, which is great for office work because I didn't oh, use Word awesome. documents. I mean, you can get all that stuff on your iPhone, but yeah. it it converts it. Where Blackberries, you were, I mean, you were, it was great. using were Microsoft. It was almost like yeah. having a PC. I never had one, yeah. but understanding it was uh, almost like having and a it little PC. And it got to be, I could roller. close my eyes and type yes. and hit everything. It was a keyboard. Yes. Yeah. And the rollerball on it was, was awesome. I yeah. thought it was a great thing. I loved it. Yeah. All right. What word did the Australian government ban from use? Good day, mate. For a day. <laughs> for a day? For they a banned day. it for a day. Mate. Can, can we get a year? <laughs> they didn't give a year. It just said it banned it for 24 hours. Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie. No, they banned The government banned it. You said Barbie. 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 Nope, you guys were actually right first. It was mate. 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 That's why I figured mate. Yeah, Hi, mate, mate was banned. Uh, the Australian... Australian Parliament took a few citizens' complaints way too seriously. So there was a lot of Karens, and sorry for saying Karens listening. Uh, they took them, banned the word mate. Um, but fortunately, Prime Minister John Howard objected, claiming that mate was an important part of Australian culture and that it was a ban was overturned within 24 hours. Now to current today history, what word is being, I don't know if it's banned, what is in the list of most hated phrases or something? Is anybody, did you ever hear that? It was just oh, no. last week on, I heard it, I don't know, one of the radio stations was talking about it. It was a most hated phrase, and it has to relate to Australia. Can you think of what it might be? Really? Well, now I think it might be shrimp on the Barbie. No. No worries. Oh, yeah, no worries. That's I, on, I use that all the time. In I fact, I used it tonight to we you. We did. 
I use it all <laughs> the time. I took, I, to me, that's an awesome. It's a don't great. worry. And yeah. it's a nice. And it, I think but what what you use more often, Alan, is it's all good. It's all, all good. good. Yeah, it's he all does. Good. It's I do. a little different. Yeah. He does. I, I do. use no worries. And he but tonight, does. I did. Yeah, you did. I texted you, you tonight and said no worries. But yeah, it's all. I mean, it's. Just relax. It's, it's Even though sometimes I don't listen to my sentence. own yeah. suggestion, but <laughs> but well, that's a whole sentence in one in two words, right? Just like right, yeah, quick <laughs> right. and to the point, kind of like, yeah. So, but that's on. I heard I don't remember where it was, but it's on a list of phrases that they want to. be I didn't realize Australian. I was thinking that was Bob Marley. No worries, be happy. No, and that's Australian. So. Bob Marley is not from Australia, but he's from Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, well, Mons. Was, that's why I said well, it. I think he's from Jamaica. I thought it was more yeah. of a Bob War- Marley yeah. comment, yeah. not an Australian comment. Don't worry, Don't be, worry happy be happy. Bobby McFerrin. McFer- oh, that's, that's right. That's yeah. All right. What can a tick might make you allergic to that this room would probably be really PO'd about? Must be alcohol. Mm, next on our list, or closer to the Is it, is it uh, pepper? No. Or salt? No. No. It can make you allergic to? Yeah, it can make you allergic. This was I've I seen this somewhere else. Shrimp. No. Meat? Okay. Yes. Red meat. Red uh, meat. It's a, it's no a strange kidding. and growing trend that some people get bitten by the lone star tick can suddenly lone develop an allergy to tick. that damn lone, lone star, star lone tick. Star tick. we got Texas Phil here with that. Yeah. Can we bring your damn yeah. ticks bring up here, that red beard you got? Well, it probably killed them, though, in the cold here. <laughs> That's true. But in, so, severe, in severe cases, the people can be able to unable to breathe, and for really? some sufferers, the al- allergy fades over time. For others, it's permanent. And I actually saw a news story on this one time about wow. that. Huh. So do your last one here, because I got something I forgot to tell everybody, and I'll do it after I got two. One. I'll do one real quick because you you're, you're going to enjoy it. Okay. got to hurry. What sci-fi actor stormed the beach in Normandy? James Doohan, Scotty from Star Trek. That's right. You named that one. Oh, All no right. kidding. Oh, yeah. Kaboom. Yeah. Canadian no uh, Canadian yeah. actor stormed the beach in Normandy. Was he also one. had... Uh, you never saw, but part of it, one of his fingers was missing. Oh, yeah. From yeah. being in battle. From in friendly fire, he lost one of his fingers in the act. They, wow. hit, it, they hit it in the, the recording. Leave it All to right. the Trekkie. The one that brought me to this whole episode was, in 1874, what invention helped bring isolated homesteaders closer together? If you don't have a guess... I'll give you a little hint, but I'll let, see if you think you got something. In some. 1874. What invention helped bring isolated homesteaders closer together? Homesteaders. Yeah, there's people out west, out in the middle of nowhere, figure out in the plains areas where people are miles apart. So more like a communication thing, not literally <clears throat> closer together. Yes. Okay. Well, the telegraph was earlier. Had to that. do with animals. Pony oh, Express. No, no, the 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 uh, uh, pigeon, pigeons, carrier pigeons. I like. Pigeons. It ha- had to do with animals keeping them contained. We'll keep narrowing it down. Oh, barbed wire fencing. That's right, barbed wire fence. But That's how right. did it help them keep them closer together? They had to run a fence line, man. They had to split the fence line to save on wire. No, no. Oh. This was the coolest part of it. Uh, in 1874, barbed wire was invented, and in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell and revolu- revolutionary the telephone. Oh. So what they did, the, 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 the phone companies, yeah, the phone companies didn't run, want to run telephone wire out in the middle of nowhere because you had, you know, miles between homesteads. Well, there was already thousands of miles of barbed wire being run everywhere to keep these farms together. 
So what the farmers did was they hooked their telephones to the barbed wire right, okay. and they connected communities together. Wow. That had to be one heck of a party line. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what they said. Well, you guys laugh about party right. lines. We had them, but yeah, we they, did too. Yeah. they said they'd did. get 20 to 30 people hooked all together. Everybody decided on what their ring was. So that if you needed, you know, to call Phil, we Phil was two two long rings and a right. short, so you didn't now bother it. But there were some more stories about women. One one lady said, "Yeah, but every time the phone ring, we all grabbed it to see what was going on." You know, <laughs> but you weren't supposed to answer it because you're bothering people. But it saved thousands or well hundreds of lives, I guess they said, because of being able to read his doctor instead of having to send a messenger to get the doctor and then waiting on you to come back. You could send the phone and get the and doctor back. And they used the barbed wires on the fence lines. They used the barbed wire on the fence. That's the first I've heard that one. That's great. They said they take a smooth copper wire, then run from the fence into the the individual farms' homes. And you talk about cell phones. There was a story where they wanted the cowboys to carry phones on the horses with them when they were out tending the range, tie and they could just on. tie onto the barbed wire. Wow! The, bar wire. And the, wow. the, the cow- first first mobile phone. First mobile phone. Yeah, but the right. cowboys refused. They said, "No, we're not yeah, doing it," and they wouldn't do it. So it was it was really per- that was the really pretty interesting thing I heard, and I thought, you know, that is. That is pretty uh, cool. Things make you go, hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. What was the best phrase for that from that time period, though? We probably said I know I said it. Get off the line. Because yeah. around here, right. when, Get off when we were growing up. Ground, yeah, because yeah, yeah. if one person picks up and t- I'm talking oh, yeah. to, to Ruben, nobody else could talk. You couldn't call somebody. Right. So. Anyway. We were fortunate growing up on our line. It was an elderly gentleman that lived down the road with us hardly ever on the line. Yeah. So it was almost like having a private line. Oh, we, we had up. like we, we had, had eight I know. or ten of ours. Yeah, we eight were at the very ours. end of our where we were on North Tipperon Road. It was the, like the very end of the line. Yeah, we had we had one neighbor would take their phone off the hook when then nobody could call anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, we had four houses, but we were pretty cool. I mean, it was all you know. You pick it yeah, up. Yeah, dinner was that in English Wood. You had all them houses all around the circle. Everybody was yeah. like, to it. I don't well, think I don't think of those four. There was any real busybodies. Yeah. They were too busy, you know, <laughs> right. dealing with life. Right. Yeah, most people then didn't didn't worry about the phone. It was a it was a uh, not a necessity. It was a right as a luxury. Anyway, right. so what what, it, what? So I got one more thing, and I should have done this before. But uh, our listener, Carrick Taylor, so he messaged me. You know, we he sent us a bottle of alcohol. Yes, and, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, so that week, he messaged me and Carrick. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't responded back to this message. It's been nuts here, but he messaged and said, you know, thanks for, you know, doing that and uh, really enjoyed listening to the podcast. And right. in this week, they had earthquakes up where he lives. No oh, kidding. Really? Holy yeah. cow. Up uh, in Cleveland. So in his, in his, uh, and during that podcast, we talked about the the movie with the uh, Dwayne Johnson and the guy who played green oh yeah i know you talk about yeah what was yeah. is it red notice is that red notice yeah. yes yeah. so we talked oh, about that movie yeah good movie yeah and then i talked about actually i'm getting my days mixed up we talked about a movie that's on netflix just up don't look up. Don't look up. Yes. Don't yeah. look up is what we talked about during yeah. that podcast. Yeah, Leo, it, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. So, and it's a little politically based. Yeah. And so, Carrie goes, "I'm gonna have to listen to that now." And afterwards, I might have to bake you a cake. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So with that, I'm Alan Stanger, Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt. Phil from Texas. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Hopefully without carriage take. <laughs> Cake. <laughs>
You know what goes with blues? Bourbon. And on April 30th, we've got a special night of bourbon. Mr. Stephen Fontaine from Limestone Branch Distillery will be in Brookville, Indiana at the VFW to do a special tasting. That's right, right here in Brookville, Indiana, Mr. Stephen Fonte. The guided tasting starts at 6 p.m., doors open at 5, and a meal follows. This is sponsored by Batesville Liquor Co., Tebby Liquor, Cross the Line 1524, and Let's Do a Tasting. Tickets are $35 for the tasting and the meal, or $10 just for the meal. You can get tickets at Tebby Liquor, Batesville Liquor Co., VFW Post 2014 in Brookville, Indiana, or on eventbrite.com. Tickets are going fast. We hope to see you all there April 30th at the Brookville VFW Post 2014 in Brookville, Indiana. We welcome Mr. Stephen Fonte from Limestone Branch Distillery. Get your tickets now. They're going fast. Can't wait to see you. What a great night we had at the Speakeasy. That, of course, was back in January. We're just now getting out. It's uh, the 1st of April. So we've done a lot of podcasts, had a lot of great times. So it was great to kind of go back and listen to us back then. Uh, you just heard our commercial for the tasting with Mr. Stephen Fonte. Get your tickets now. They are going fast. I'm telling you, it's a great time. You're not going to want to miss it. As usual, if you like our podcast, First of all, tell a friend. Let people know. Share it on Facebook. That's how the podcast spreads and gets bigger. Secondly, leave us a positive comment and a five-star rating on whatever app you use. Believe it or not, that really does help when people are looking for new podcasts and push the popularity of ours out there just a wee bit more. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger. You've been listening to Cross the Line. 